Hello, I am Joshua P. Warren, and this is Joshua P. Warren Daily. I received a couple of emails today that are eventually going to take us into some pretty weird territory. And uh, it's so so funny how this podcast works out, because I got very little sleep last night. I was up working on this book, um, and... I don't know, I slept just a couple hours, I guess, and then I kept thinking about the book and dreaming about the book, and so I woke up and came came downstairs, and so I've been here in the quiet of the morning working on the book some more, and I decided to take a little bra- a breather here to uh, record my daily podcast, and I kind of drew a blank, and I said, my brain's kind of fried because of all this intensive thinking I've been putting into this book, and I don't know what to do a podcast about. And so, (laughs) I just decided to check my email, and voila, now it, it switched from not knowing what to do a podcast about to this big podcast that you're about to experience, and that's one of the cool things about my life is that, um, you know, people ask me how that I'm able to do something like a podcast on a more or less daily basis about weird stuff, and I say it's because I live it, you know, I'm just sort of immersed in, in all of this, and so let me start by telling you, I received an email from a man who said that he has been using radionics type stuff like wishing machines and wands and he said that he has hit the lottery 15 times in the past three months and he sent me all this material to prove it and uh that's you know obviously impressive and so um (laughs) i was thinking about that idea, you know, that somebody can do something that is supposed to be statistically impossible so many times in such a short amount of time. And it reminded me of one of my my favorite stories. Um, let's see here. I doubt you have ever heard of a man named Elmer Sherwin, but he was a World War II vet and in 1989, he went to Las Vegas, and he walked into the Mirage Hotel Casino 10 hours after the place had its grand opening, and he won $4.6 million. Now, most people will never, ever, ever win over a million dollars in their entire lives. That will just not happen. I mean, that, that's I don't even know how tiny the sliver of chances that you might win over a million dollars at anything in your whole life. So that's a big deal, right? That he walks in there 10 hours after they open, wins $4.6 million. And then, get a load of this, 16 years later, he goes back to Vegas, walks into another casino, Let's see, this one was called the Cannery Casino and Hotel. I've never even heard of that. Walked into another casino, 
goes up to a uh, slot machine and wins $21 million. <laughs> Same guy. Um, he actually, they say he gave a lot of that away to charity, including the victims of Hurricane Katrina, and Elmer Sherwin died just two years later. Can you believe that, though? That that a guy, I mean, for one thing, he went through World War II. I don't know the story there, but he, you know, who knows? He probably went through some harrowing situations there that are frankly worth more than money can buy. Um, and then hits two different jackpots in his life like that. So, you know, I... I do obviously understand that, you know, this can happen. And I myself, I always say I'm a very lucky guy. Uh, That's one of the reasons that I like to spend time in Las Vegas. And obviously, you know, you know, I'm producing a big event in Las Vegas this May where I'm teaching people techniques and stuff that you can use. But it's funny because I, a few years ago, was talking to a friend who told me that... Uh, he grew up being told that there actually is such a real person uh, called Lady Luck. And that if you ever see Lady Luck, she actually looks like a frail old woman with white hair. And that if you happen to be in a situation where you need luck, where chance is on the line, in in, in whatever regard, and you also happen to see a frail old lady with white hair, follow her lead. So an obvious thing would be like in a casino, or maybe you go into a gas station and you're like, huh, maybe I should buy a scratch-off, or maybe you are fighting in a war and you see a frail old lady and you're like, I'm going to move in that direction. I mean, you know, I don't But I tell you what, since he told me that, There have been a number of occasions when I have been in casinos and I'll look over and I'll see a frail old lady sitting there in a machine and uh, I'll just wait until she's done or uh, maybe a seat opens up next to her. I'll either go right over there and sit next to her or I'll take her seat when she's done and I usually win. Why would that be? You know, you'd think Lady Luck would be some glorious, vivacious young thing, but I don't know. I don't know why Lady Luck appears in the flesh as a frail old woman with white hair, but that's some food for thought. And the whole thing, though, it reminds you of of synchronicity in general and how that you know, certain people end up at certain places at certain times so that certain things can happen. I I got an email recently from a person out of the blue who obviously knew my work one way or another and said, I just have one quick question for you. What is the best book you've ever read? And I thought, oh my God, you know. And because I get a lot of emails and I can't respond to every email. But that question, it was so simple, but it's such a big question. You know, it's like, it's so hard to pick favorites in life sometimes. Best book I've ever read. 
I mean, let me pose that question to you. What, what is the best book you've ever read? Does, does anything immediately come to, to To me, a lot of different books come to mind. But um, when I was in high school, I was uh, a library assistant for a few years, and this was at Clyde A. Irwin High School in Asheville, North Carolina. And as a library assistant, of course, I was always going through and organizing the books. And I set a little goal for, my, for myself, and uh, to the best of my knowledge, I achieved it. My goal was to read something from every single book in the library. And this was a big library. It was a couple of stories. Um, so that means even if it's a sentence, but preferably at least a paragraph. And um, again, I believe I achieved that goal of reading at least something out of every single book. And I think doing that gave me um, a sense of how to quickly capture attention. That's part of it. But also how that you can you know, view and express the world in, in so many different ways. Um, so I'm telling you that because I emailed this person back and I said well um, I I can't I just I can't tell you a favorite book the best book I've ever read but the one of the books that just pops into my head that has had a big influence on me is called The Magic of Believing by Claude Bristol and the magic of believing has a lot to do with how you take your thoughts and transform those thoughts into reality. And I actually first heard about that book from George Nori, who is a very successful man, uh, of course, a host of Coast to Coast AM. And so um, I figure, well, if George thinks that's a good book, it, you know, it must have done something for him, and uh, and I agree. So that was that was one. But then, <laughs> then later, I, I I was like, oh, here's another one. So I emailed the, the, the I think it's a guy. I emailed the the person back again, and I said, uh, oh well, you know what, Moth the Mothman prophecies by John Kill, that's a good one. I mean, you know, I, I, the movie is great, but the, the book is really something else. So, you know, and so anyway, I'm not going to get carried away with this or I'll just be emailing this person the rest of my life whenever another book occurs to me. But I bring this up because I was thinking as I was talking about synchronicity that one of the books that I just devoured in no time, that I just absolutely loved, was a Ripley's Believe It or Not book about weird coincidences. Again, synchronicities. Because history is replete with astounding coincidences. And it's just, you can't believe that there's no meaning, no design, no organization to how this whole experience is put together when you see these kinds of coincidences. Just recently, Lauren and I were at one of our favorite restaurants here in Puerto Rico. And I think I'm going to have to stop going there for a while because I'm starting to get too fat. I like this place too much. And, uh, yeah, my belly, I don't want my belly to get too big, so I think I'm going to have to hold back for, for a bit. It's really good. I don't even want to tell you the name of this place. 
because I'm, I just like trying to keep it to myself. But anyway, um, the woman who owns the place, a uh, very, very nice lady. She is almost 50, and uh, we have some great conversations with her. And she has owned this restaurant for many years with her husband, and she brought up the fact that she has known her husband, which is her one and only husband, since they were in kindergarten together. And we were like, really? That's amazing. Gosh, I've never heard of anybody, you know, like meeting their soulmate or whatever in kindergarten. And she goes, oh, yeah, and check this out. I have a picture of us together in kindergarten. And within seconds, you know, she whips out uh, her phone and she has this picture of just the two of them. And, and I ask her, this isn't some cropped photo or something. It just so happened that they were so drawn to each other that even in kindergarten, they were right there side by side and were photographed together. I've, I don't, I, I've never heard of that before. I mean, who knows? Maybe that's far more common than I am thinking. But uh, I've never encountered that where somebody has said, not only did I meet my spouse, you know, at the age of almost 50, not only did I meet my spouse in kindergarten, but I just so happened to have a photograph of just the two of us hanging out, like playing together. I don't think that, I don't think there's any photograph of me just hanging out playing with another kindergartner at kindergarten you know, when I was in kindergarten. There might be a class picture or something out there, but this is just like one of those little slice-of-life moments that was captured. So these 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 kinds of, these types of things astound me, right? When, when you get into uh, synchronicity of that nature, and you never know what it's going to be. Maybe it's, hey, you know, I'm lucky, or maybe it's going to be... I am a, I am automatically sort of cognizant of the, the relationships that I'm going to have and what what that destiny is going to be. But then you have people who have a, a kind of synchronicity that's even weirder in some ways than mine is because you know I go out looking for odd stuff all the time. That's part of my job, my profession, (laughs) if you want to call it that. But then I know other people who have told me like, no, no, I'm not ever looking for weird stuff. And it happens to me constantly. And that is why it's so strange that I received another message today from another friend. Um, I don't completely have his permission to tell this story so I'll keep it kind of vague, but I just can't help but tell you about this. He works in uh, the media, and a few years ago, we were sitting together at a restaurant eating. He was with me and Lauren and uh, one of his friends. We were all sitting at a little table so Lauren and I were next to each other Lauren was to my left and my friend was directly across from me and then he had his friend sitting to his right and and it is important 
that you know this setup. I'm not just wasting your time telling you. So let me repeat that. Okay, I was sitting there, and he was directly across from me. Lauren was to my left, and his buddy was to his right. I'll get back to that later. So he's telling me the story about how that a few years before he was in Canada. And uh, honestly, I can't remember if it was business or pleasure, but regardless, he said he was walking uh, from place to place and he took kind of a shortcut through an alleyway and he looks down in the alleyway and he says, "Uh, is that what I think it is? Yep, a severed human foot with maybe a little part of the leg is just laying there in the alleyway. At first he thought it was maybe like part of a dummy or something like that, but he very quickly realized, no, this is a real foot, a human foot with a shoe on it and everything in the alleyway. So he immediately freaks out like anybody would. And he's an American, and he's in Canada, and he really doesn't want to get wrapped up in some kind of murder mystery. Uh, Who knows where that could go? And so he just does what I think a lot of people would do. He just got the hell out of there and didn't say anything to anybody. Um. Because, uh, listen, I've been to Canada a number of times, and uh, the, the the Canadian authorities, they like to screw with Americans, in my experience. So anyway, because uh, i got some stories I can tell you about them screwing with me. I've got a bunch of them, and I think that's all they're doing, is they're just screwing around with you. But anyway, uh, so he he didn't say anything about it, and it was just like this totally bizarre experience that he had um he told told us this story and then right after he told the story as i'm sitting there like you know looking at him there was a table behind him and a woman sitting directly behind him and all of a sudden that woman grabs her throat and falls hard as a bag of rocks onto the floor. It looks like she's dead as hell. And suddenly, everybody's jumping up, and there's plates and silverware and glasses spilling all over the place. And my friend turns around, and he jumps and starts giving this woman CPR, and, I, and I'm just like, what the fuck? It's happening right now, okay? The whole place is going crazy trying to save this random woman, this, like, you know, just complete stranger. I don't know. I mean, at first we were like, is she choking? Or is did this woman just have a heart attack and drop dead? People are doing everything they know how to do to this woman. And, they, and finally, she kind of revives a little bit. It didn't look like she had any anything stuck in her throat. No, I still have no idea what happened to this woman, but very quickly, you know, the EMTs came in, they got her, they put her on a stretcher, they took her away, she had her husband with her, and so I hope that everything turned out okay, I have no idea. This was in Puerto Rico, I don't know what happened to this woman. 
And so, so he finishes telling the story to me, and then um, that immediately occurs. And he's like, see, man, I told you, like, weird shit just always happens to me. So, he sends me this email today. The email has a link to a news story. Here's the headline of the news story. Are you ready for this? Foot discovered on Canadian island is 13th to wash ashore since 2007. Yeah. So over the past 11 years, the authorities know of at least 13 feet that have just washed ashore on Vancouver Island of British Columbia. Now, granted, my friend saw this foot that he very vividly described to me in an alleyway. Not on a beach or something like that. But it's still pretty freaky, isn't it? And so I'm reading all these different articles, and there are a bunch of them. There's one in the New York Times. And uh, I'm looking at, at the New York Times article right now. And so the authorities are saying, like, hey, you know, we don't, you know, we don't know what's going on here. I mean, they have a picture of one. Uh, in the picture, it, you, you see it's literally, um, they say it's a man's foot. He's still got his shoe on. Uh, he has like a, a dark blue looking shoe. And then it's got his, um, pretty much his shin. Uh, what are they, what are they saying? This is called my, um, my, uh, anatomy is not that great. Uh, all right. So, okay. I guess it's, they, they say, well, whatever it's like the, the whatever little section is from, from the knee down. The, the shin and I don't know if it's called tibula or whatever. So in this article, the authorities are saying, well, you know, we believe that some of these came from people who just died in accidents or, or whatever. And um, one policeman uh, here kind of just blows it off and says, quote, it... Uh, or, hmm, I don't know. One of the people they quote says, well, it makes sense to me that if a body is in the ocean and decomposes, you end up with the shoe that floats in an ankle where it would disconnect from the tibia and fibula. Eh, that's why they're finding these things on the beaches, end quote. Okay, because it's like, it's no big deal. It's like, yeah, you know, once in a while, you, you, these damn feet, uh, they wash up on the damn beach. Uh, you know, what do you expect? It's, you know, okay. Um, what is what is the meaning of this? You know why why feet washing up at a particular place? You know they're exploring it. Or is it the tides? I mean nobody knows. Nobody knows. So so you have a guy like me who goes on these radio programs and TV shows, and they ask me. They say, well, what? What shall we call you, Mr. Warren? Would you like to be a paranormal expert or acclaimed author? Or how do we... I'm like, look, I, 
I'm just a guy who studies weird shit. You know, I've been doing this for a long time. And when you study weird shit, as long as I have, you reach a point where you, you realize, look, we live in a weird, weird world. You're not going to be able to make sense out of uh, most of what's happening here because you don't even know why we are here to begin with on this amazing, unique, or whatever blue ball floating out here in the middle of this blackness with all these other rocks. You know, that's why I always say the most paranormal thing that we know of is Earth. You know, here is this place that has life on it. And, you know, we're sitting here talking to each other, or at least I'm talking to you. I guess at this point you're you're listening to me, but you know what I'm saying. There's something very, very inherently strange about all this, and you see that expressed in a lot of different ways. And one of the undeniable ways is synchronicity and how that certain types of things just happen over and over to certain types of people. Well, as you can tell, turns out I did have plenty to talk about on today's podcast. But I'm not going to be uh, probably recording one tomorrow because I'm going to be on uh, a guest on the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell. I think that's going to air around um, 8 p.m. East Coast time. And whenever I'm going to be a guest on somebody's show, I I kind of feel like it's uh, disrespectful for me to blow my mojo uh, on, on a podcast or something like that before I go on. So uh, I doubt I'll record one of these tomorrow. But as you know, I do have a lot of upcoming radio shows and other other projects going on. I got contacted by a television company in England that now wants to talk to me about a project, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, anyway, um, that said, I hope that if you are interested like I am in all of this weird shit, um, I hope that you will go to my website, and that is joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. Go to joshuapwarren.com. There you will find information on my upcoming event in Las Vegas. It's going to be here in no time. That's this May. You'll find information on things like the wishing machines, the technology that... This guy is using, who says he's hit the lotto, what did I say, 15 times in three months? Yeah. Just go to the curiosity shop there, and uh, you'll find all the information about that and a lot of other cool stuff that you will not find anywhere else on the internet. Again, that's joshuapwarren.com. There is no period after the P. And at the top of the page, you'll find a little red box there that is a link to this website. This website, uh, excuse me, this podcast is called Joshua P. Warren Daily. Uh, so I try to record one every day. It's always free. It's always short. You can subscribe via various means or just follow me on Twitter at Joshua P. Warren. And I will do my best to post when a new one is available to you. So... Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. 
Thank you for staying curious. And I will talk to you again soon.